Good morning, this is Ron Ziegler with the Mental Health Hour, alive and well in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Beautiful sunny morning, beautiful day, beautiful Wednesday afternoon and morning so far. It's And it's going to be a beautiful afternoon today, I believe. And I'm over here with my beautiful wife, Brenda. Brenda, would you like to say good morning to everyone? Good morning, everyone. How are you feeling today? Pretty good. How do you feel about uh, all the stuff going on between you and me and how I'm still alive to tell about it? I'm glad you're still alive. That's good. I'm glad that's what's keeping me alive. Your, your human heart that loves me so much. And I love you very much. You're a good lady. Yes, you are. You're a wonderful lady. And you're my lady. I picked you out of all those ladies to love, and you've been my best one. Yeah, you're my favorite. You're my blue-eyed angel. You came in and rescued me. And, um, she has. And, um, I'm doing fine through the power of prayer. All my affairs are, are in my favor. Everything is going well in my favor because it's God's grace because he shed his grace on me. And I don't know why he did that because I'm a filthy rag in mental health. And yet he still wants to give me his grace that I don't deserve. I don't deserve his grace or anybody's loyalty or anybody's love. The only thing I deserve is an institution and a room with a locked door with no doorknob and maybe electric shock treatments once a week <laughs> and uh, to prove my point I'll stick my finger in a light socket and see if I can still feel pain and um, I'm waiting for my hospice nurse to come she'll be here in about an hour uh, she wants to look at my my photo album see all my b pictures of me as a child and uh it's kind of it's kind of weird looking at all those photos, seeing my grandmother hold me in in her rocking chair at three months old. I, I I saw how happy my grandmother was when she held me, and uh, my grandmother, my dad's mom, uh, used to talk to me about heaven as she crocheted her stockings into rugs. She was very talented. She. she uh, she had caught her hand in a pulley and twisted her hand, but she still managed to do crocheting. And she would take her old stockings and turn them into rugs. And she'd make a pretty good penny off of it. She'd make a couple bucks off of off her stockings of rugs. And she was very talented. And she would talk to me about the streets of gold and one afternoon I was oh I was I think I was about 11 years old I was in the kitchen trying to get something and I dropped her, her 25th anniversary plate on the ground and broke it and she came in and cried and she said that was an anniversary plate that my grandfather had given them at one of their uh, anniversaries for their wedding and it broke and I felt horrible because once once that was broken it could never be replaced and uh, 
she said, it's okay, I still have my grandchild. I remember her hugging me and, and saying, I'll always be your grandma. And I remember going to the Five and Dime store and my grandmother's uh, 57 Chevy, green and white 57 Chevy. And she was driving. And I saw her driving with this great big gigantic steering wheel. And we went into the Five and Dime store and she picked out six, six figurines. She knew I liked Star Trek. She didn't understand what Star Trek was about, but she said, well, my grandson likes Star Trek. Can I buy all the figures for him? And she brought all the figures for me. And uh, that was my dad's mom. And uh, I'm wondering, I've been dreaming about her the past few days, and uh, I, I feel they're waiting for me over there on the other side. I know it's a reality of my death coming soon. My mom wrote that two-page letter on forgiveness the other day. And Brenda read it. And now I just... I just wish God would keep me a little while longer to correct a wrong to a right so I could provide for my wife and buy, this, uh, buy her parents' home for her and put it in her... In her name and I feel that will happen before I die as God is my witness I want that to happen and I know Manu Interamy's working very hard to get my movie going and I'm very grateful for that because he has been a wonderful friend and a brother him and his wife Valerie are beautiful people that take time to know me a filthy rag in mental health. And uh, I, I like the idea of Loretta Swift playing my mom. And now they're probably going to talk soon because uh, I gave uh, her secretary the number for my mom's number. So they'll probably talk to each other today or tomorrow. And uh, I, said, I, I said to the secretary, I, I said, I hope Loretta's still my friend after she talks to my mom. <laughs> she started laughing. She goes, of course. And um, I told her thank you for the Dream Foundation because that's how I was able to meet Loretta Swit through the Dream Foundation, through my psychologist. Dr. Don hooked me up with the Dream Foundation because he knew I had time left to do what I wanted to do. And, um, oh, my stomach is playing games with me this morning. <clears throat> but the reality is... Um, I'm not well in my physical health, and uh, I know I'm failing as I sit in this wheelchair. And I, I don't like the idea of sitting in a wheelchair. I don't like it. It's more like a curse. And I know how my friend Peter felt when he was in his wheelchair. He said, once you're in that chair, it's, it's a, you're a prisoner for life. And he was right about that. And um, he's been gone a couple of years now. And so is my friend Sal and, and his brother Ray and Mikey. A whole bunch of people I know are gone. And I feel they're waiting on me. I feel like they're in the bar up there waiting on me. <laughs> so I don't know. Who knows? 
I don't know what's going to happen when I cross over. But I am saved by grace and faith. And that theme that I played at the beginning of the podcast was the theme from Grizzly Adams. If anybody remembers Grizzly Adams, let me know who played in it. I know who did. Denver Pyle and Dan Haggerty. And I met Dan Haggerty at a convention and gave him my artwork, and, and he thought that was impressive. So. But, um. I share my, uh, my autographs, and I, and I share my, my uh, artwork on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And I get a lot of good responses. And my writings come from the human heart of my natural resources, my mind. My mind is what makes my heart tick. And my heart makes my soul continue in life. And the reality is, I'm going to do just that. I'm going to live out my life until it's time for me to go home. And uh, my enemies will always be my footstool. And they're probably pissed about that. Uh, You know what I got to say to them? I pray for their salvation, but I also give them a message from my human heart. And you know what that is? I love that scene where Frank... Where Hawkeye gives Frank Burns a raspberry. I laugh my ass off every time I see that. And I'm watching the 50th anniversary of MASH on MeTV. And I saw Jamie Farr talking about his favorite episodes of Klinger. And I, 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 I like the one... My favorite one is when, when he opens up the raft in front of Colonel Potter's desk. And Colonel Potter says, oh my god... It, you would have drowned, man, if you would have swam across that river. And he goes, no chance, sir. He pulls out the raft and it, uh, it, it deflates on top of the desk and I'd laugh at my ass off. My other one, my other favorite one is when uh, he flew over the camp in Pink Fuzzy Feet. And the one where he became a Statue of Liberty and he was waiting for MacArthur to drive by. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. Oh, gosh, I, I, I laugh so hard when I watch MASH. And when they get drunk, it reminds me of the time I, I get drunk, so. But it is a good show. It's a good show of humor, humanity, cowboy diplomacy, and mental health between anger versus laughter. And laughter proceeds over anger. And I do just fine. And you know what? And you know what else? God has given me favor in the reality of winning. I'm winning all my situations. And I'm going to win them all. And you know what the last word of it is going to be for all of it? Dismissed! You can go home now. (laughs) And that's exactly what's going to happen. It'll be dismissed, and I can go home. And that's when I'll go home. And then that way I know the reality of life has been good to me. Dismissed. Oh, I'm still waiting to be arrested, by the way. No police, no, no nobody. I was told I was going to be arrested the day after my birthday. I was going to be... Uh, stormed into my house and put in a straitjacket if I didn't go to the court. 
and and uh, to face the court in in, in in physical form when I was told to be there in Zoom, and yet I'm being uh, told by force to go there by force, and uh, I was told not to go there because my life was threatened. So, on you. And I'm never going to be arrested. Although I do need a room with a view. Maybe a nice, you know, uh, orderly to bring me three meals a day and have a nice life. And the reality of mental illness. By the way, I'm mentally ill. Don't tell anybody. It'll make them all upset if they find out. I know somebody that, in, in, in the reality of wearing diapers is, is is not a crime and they want me to wear pull-ups and I go uh-uh nope nope I, I the day I wear a pull-up is the day I end up in an institution sucking my thumb <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I have God's grace because God shed his grace on me thank you God and uh, I can't wait to make that movie where it starts out of me in the psychiatric room uh, mumbling and then uh, it shows that I was writing letters and protecting myself and my integrity of my human heart for people to know the reality of being mentally ill and the tranquility of being me in the light of mental health. I never thought my story would amount to anything, but it did, and it is, and it will be, forever be, a story of mental illness. Oh, that's my dog. He's trying to get out of his cage. <laughs> he just won't stop. He keeps banging his head against the door. You're not going to get out, you little fella. You went there for a while. You better behave. <laughs> so, um, I'm just waiting for my hospice nurse, and uh, she's on her way. I feel a little weak this morning. I'm not sure what's wrong with me. I, my, my right side is cold, and my left side is numb. And I feel very weak, and uh, I'm just tired. I'm just tired, and I can... I'm trying to hang out until March, and then I want to go home after that. After my seven, after I pick up seven years in the recovery. I just want people to know that it's okay to be mentally ill, and it's okay to be you. It's okay to just share who you are as an individual. And the reality is you're human. Especially when I pick my nose and throw it on the church wall. <laughs> and then my church pastor goes, Ron, are you trying to get my attention? I go, uh-huh. What can I help you with today, Ron? And then I blew a fart, and he says, have a nice day, Ron. <laughs> so, and uh, he, he says to me, Ron's always been this way. So, I am well-loved. I got a wife family and a dog that keeps trying to get out and uh, 
This little rascal, man. He, he's a terrorist. So, I don't know. I just, I just want to live what's rightfully my life and live each day as if it were my last. And I know it's coming soon. The reality of going home. So today I'm going to watch Grizzly Adams uh, on DVD. The late Denver Pyle, the late Dan Haggerty. I never met Denver Pyle, but I heard he was a funny person when you met him. And uh, I don't know what's going to happen to my my stuff when I go. I don't know what my wife's going to do with all the DVDs. She may give them to people that want them, which is a good thing. So, well, for the stars of Liza, <laughs> uh, I wish I could go back and correct a few things that I did wrong, but I can't. But it's, it's okay. I can't be bullied anymore. No more bullies in my life. And I beat the ones that were bullying me. I beat all you motherfuckers, didn't I? Motherfucker. I beat you all. And I beat you through the power of prayer. And I kicked your ass. And I didn't even have to raise my fist to do so. I did it in the power of prayer. And and love covers a multitude of sins. And I thank God for His grace. And my enemies will never have their way with me. Never. Ooh! What was that? Oh, that was a demonic influence of my life. I think that was a squirrel trying to run up my leg. Anyway, I cannot evade cameras and I cannot leap tall buildings at a single bound. But I can have no spells and stay out of hell and be well. And that's what I'm doing. In the reality of mental illness, there go me, myself, and I. I am going to live long and prosper and seek the pursuit of happiness and share my human interest story to the world on mental health. And that's why I do these podcasts. Hopefully people can learn from me. Know my human spirit through the condition of my mental health. It's okay to ask me questions. I'm not afraid. I'm not paranoid. I'll tell you who I am and what I am if you ask me. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to go up to, to the biggest bully and knock him down. Or her. Either one I'll knock down. Just to protect my human interest as a person of my human frailties. I've suffered long enough. And now I'm just waiting to go home. So for today's word, today's favorite word is dismissed. Have a nice day, Mr. Ziegler. And to everyone else. Have a great day. Have a great afternoon. And remember, you're dismissed. In the light of humanity, there go me, myself, and I. Bye now.